0: Welcome to the Realities of College Recruiting podcast, where our team of former college coaches, players, and MLB scouts tackle the most critical college recruiting topics. With guests including college coaches, MLB pro scouts, and industry insiders, we will empower you with the tips and strategies needed to gain an advantage in your college recruiting process. The Sports Force podcast is powered by our partner, Five Tool Baseball. Okay, let's start the show.
1: All right, everybody, we are back. It is 7 o'clock on Sunday evening here, East Coast time. This is Brian Pugh, a college recruiting advisor with Sports Force Baseball. I am working through the Sports Force Twitter account this evening, uh, but you're free to follow me as well through my personal Twitter account, which is at Coach Pugh, P-U-G-H, and the number 17. Uh, We've got a big agenda this evening. We've got four coaches that are joining us. For our College Coaches Roadshow. And as I mentioned um, a few minutes ago with a soft open, uh, we're going to give them a chance to talk a little bit about uh, where they are, what they're doing, how they're doing it, um, and just recruiting in general uh, as it pertains to their program. So without further ado, I do want to uh, introduce my co-hosts for the evening. Uh, First is Jesse Katz. Uh, The second is Matt Kelly. So I'll give them just a couple of seconds, maybe 30 seconds, 45 seconds to introduce themselves. Say hi. And uh, and we'll be ready to get rocking and rolling. So, Coach Katz, why don't you take the mic and and let everybody say hi and let everybody know who you are?
2: Yeah, good evening, everybody. I'm really excited about this one. I'm a sports force consultant. Um, Been here for about a month. Um, Most recently, I was I've been coaching at the college level for the past seven years. I'm kind of joined on with sports force this summer. Uh, I'm really excited about this one. Uh, I've a lot of the guests on the show tonight. I've I've recruited with them. I've been on the trail with them. I've coached against them. So I'm just really excited to to get into this one tonight.
1: Awesome, thanks, Jesse. Uh, Matt Kelly, fire away. You got the mic, my man. What's going
3: on, everybody? Happy Sunday evening. Thank you for joining us. Um, like Brian said, my name is Matt Kelly. Uh, I am currently a recruiting advisor with Sports Force. Started my, my coaching career up in uh, my home state of Minnesota, was a, a high school head coach up there before moving down to North Carolina to coach at the Division I level. And then most recently at a post-grad academy uh, located just outside of Charlotte, North Carolina, where I am currently located. Uh, tonight is going to be an awesome space. Super excited about it. We got uh, four coaches lined up to talk to you guys. Uh, about you know, the recruiting process from from the coach's side, which is obviously a super important topic. So really looking forward to getting to this one tonight.
1: Awesome. Thanks, Matt. Uh, yeah, and for everybody who might be joining us for the first time, um, I think we probably have some, as I call it sometimes, some repeat offenders. <laughs> uh, I use that lightly, obviously. Uh, but if you're joining us for the first time at Sports Force Baseball, we are a company and a group of college recruiting advisors that all have either – college coaching experience, professional playing experience, uh, professional scouting experience. And our goal is to educate, number one, uh, which is part of the biggest part of our space this evening is just the education side of things. Um, And then number two, we are a for-profit business. And we do partner with a select number of prospective student athletes and families every year and help them navigate the recruiting process. And with the goal of helping them find the absolute right fit based on their academic goals, their athletic goals, maybe even financial goals, social goals. So that is our mission as a company. We're very selective in our process, uh, and we'll talk about that a little bit as we go forward. Um, but just like I said, to give you an overview of who we are, what we do, um, that's that's it. We, uh, we are here to help. We're here to educate. So without further ado... We're going to get into uh, our our discussion this evening. This is our second College Coaches Roadshow, and we're going to try a different format tonight. Um, Instead of making this uh, more of a roundtable where there might be a question and each panelist gets to answer, we are going to give that panelist the floor for 10 minutes or so. And yes, some of the questions will be the same for each person so that you're hearing different responses from each panelist. Uh, based on the same questions that is unique to their program. Um, but we're going to kind of go one by one uh, this evening. So we've got, like I said, we've got four panelists lined up and uh, and they'll be joining us uh, for 10, 15 minutes, something like that. And then we're going to let them get back to what they've got going on because this is certainly a very, very busy time if you are a college baseball coach. No different than it is a very busy time if you are a prospective student athlete in the family with traveling to and from events. Um, and... Obviously watching uh, or in the the case of the prospective student athlete and family playing. So with that said, I am going to um, turn the mic over to Jesse and let him um, go ahead and introduce our first panelist um, and, uh, and roll with that. So, Jesse, take it away.
2: Yeah, awesome. Thanks, BP. Our first guest tonight, really excited about this one, Coach Tyler Bender, um, assistant coach over at Georgia Southwestern College. I'll let him um, introduce himself. I believe he's in here as a speaker, but I've known Coach Bender for a couple of years now, gotten to recruit with him. Um, But go ahead, Coach.
4: Yeah, can you guys hear me? Yep, we got you. Loud and clear. Great. How's how's everybody doing? Uh, I'm the – I'm the – recruiting coordinator and pitching coach here at georgia southwestern state university uh we're division two school in america's georgia uh we we play in the peach belt conference uh and this is leading up to being my my second full season here and here down at georgia southwestern
2: awesome thanks for uh thanks for joining us tonight coach um i guess first thing for us is kind of tell us um so far this summer where uh where have you been out on the road recruiting so far and i guess what the next couple look weeks look like for you on the road
4: um mainly this summer uh the the big one obviously for us being in Georgia is, is the WWBA especially the 17 new one so uh we hammered that one out pretty hard and we're, we're there for four or five days and uh it, it was a lot of baseball traveling to and from East Cobb and the different high schools starting at game starting at 8 a.m and going as late as 10 30 10 o'clock at night uh so that was the big one for us um and that's usually the one where where we get the eyes out the most um outside of that what we we kind of did is uh especially at the beginning to the summer before guys and before travel teams and in schools and whatnot uh started their summer ball circuit what we did is a lot a a lot of times guys aren't familiar with with some of the smaller schools if they're not mid-major division one or power five school so what we do is we invite organizations or or high schools or certain players to basically team camps at our facilities the, the whole first three to four weeks of the summer And it's almost like it's a way for us to see the organization, see the player, get to watch them, just us one on one, watch them play games. And then that way they can tour the facilities. And a lot of times they're using it as almost practice to get ready for their for their summer schedule, to get ready for all their tournaments. Uh, So we really we really hammered down hard on that and had, uh, I want to say, eight eight to ten organizations and four to five high schools that that all came in and they were playing double headers on our field or or three way, uh, three way deals on our field where we put them through a pro-style workout uh, throughout the morning and then gave them lunch, and then they would play two to three games afterwards uh, to conclude the day. And I think that was that was huge for us uh, to be able to get eyes on guys early in the summer, and then we can kind of follow them throughout and follow up with them uh, if we like what we saw through the WWBA. Um, but also huge for guys to to kind of come down to our campus and see our facilities and see what we have to offer uh, and get familiar with a school that maybe they want to sure about before
2: oh awesome that that sounds that sounds like a really good really good strategy for you guys you know one of the things that, you know obviously i know this a lot about you but you know the, the listeners don't you've recruited and you've coached at the junior college level you've coached at the naia level and now you're at the division two level kind of talk our listeners and our audience through i guess some of the major differences that you've seen recruiting at the various levels.
4: Yeah, I would say. I mean, obviously, it's going to differ everywhere you go, every region that you go to, every state that you're in, every level that you're at. But the thing for us is that we're always going to we're always going to shoot at, and we're always going to look for the best players, whether that's at a Division One, a Division Two, a Division Three, an NAI, or a JUCO. Um, you you almost you you like what you like, and uh, we're always going to shoot for the best players that we can possibly get. Uh, obviously, there's some different things that you kind of have to jump through when it comes to. NCAA rules and junior college rules and eligibility and NAI. There's some always there's some hoops that you have to jump in. But for me, I'm always going to go out there and I'm going to recruit the best player. And until they tell me no, it doesn't matter what level I'm at or what school I'm at until they tell me yes or no, I'm going to keep on recruiting them. It doesn't matter if they're getting interest from power fives and I'm at a small NAI or they're getting uh, draft interest and I'm at a small junior college, it doesn't matter. Uh, I'm going to keep on recruiting the best players. And I think that's kind of the way that you have to be, uh, wherever you're at is you go out and you recruit the best players and what you like, no matter where you're at. Uh, and then you let them tell you no or let them tell you yes. So, uh, even though I've been three different places at three different levels, uh, we're always kind of looking for the same exact position and the same exact, uh, kind of player that, that we would look at at every school.
2: Awesome. Awesome. Now, one of the things you mentioned there and it stuck out to me is you're always looking for the best players when when you're and this is going to be important for our listeners. But when you're out recruiting at a tournament, what are you looking for? What are you watching for? What kind of grabs your attention?
4: I would say at a tournament side, especially nowadays when there's there's not as many things at Lake Point. There's kind of there's some games at East Cobb, which is only a couple fields or there's games at at, at high school fields an hour, an hour and a half away from each other. You got to do everything that you possibly can to stand out, and a lot of times for position players, I would say, what stands out to me is, or what's going to draw me into your game is, get on a team. To be honest with you, with a bunch of good arms, because uh, coaches are always going to travel to go see arms, and then they, they watch the, they're going to watch a starting pitcher throw, and then all of a sudden you're two for two at the plate and make a couple good plays in the field, and and now we got eyes on you. Um, but uh, honestly, the things that uh, that are going to stand out the most is there's so many guys that are so alike each other and, and so many guys where there's the, I mean, everybody can is 85 with a slider or 86 to 88 with a slider or every, every hitter can, can do a little bit of this and can run a little bit, but there's so many other things like baseball IQ and, and hustle and the way you approach every single game that, that is really going to make you stand out um, because it, it, throughout the summer, you know, you're going to find a hundred kids that, that you like that kind of all do around the same thing. And the couple things that you can do that, can really make you stand out or some of those intangibles uh, that not everybody has. Oh, that's
2: awesome. And it kind of follows up with the last couple of spaces that we've had, which we've talked a lot about the intangibles and the non-measurables, but kind of the last piece can be kind of a two part question for you, but what, uh, I mean, you kind of alluded to, it, you're traveling all over the place, you know, hour and a half, three hours, sometimes for games. How hard is it for, um, for you to see every player that has interest in you and to, Second part of that is what can a player do to get on your radar if uh, if you're unable to see them play in person?
4: yeah, I mean to be honest with you it's it's almost impossible when it comes to w- where kids are coming from in and, and different states and different tournaments and traveling here and traveling there uh it's i'm I'm the recruiting coordinator and it's just me and and, and my head coach out there so we only have we only have two sets of eyes so we obviously we can't see everybody we try to see as much as we can and then throughout the fall we really hammer all the the junior college stuff so it's tough for us to see high school then um, so the best way to get on our radar is to obviously reach out to us email us if you know somebody on the team or you know mutual friends or whatever it is you can even shoot us a text or give us a call but one of the biggest things about it is one make sure that you understand the level of baseball and make sure that you that you can qualify at that level of baseball and then when you do reach out to us have some information about the university, like know some background information on us, know where we're at, know what our schedule's like, know what conference we play in. And that kind of stuff goes a long way because if there's so many times where you get an email or a text or a voicemail or whatever it may be, and it's not personalized, you can tell it's just copy and pasted or the coach's name is in the heading wrong or it's just a, hey coach, here's my, here's my link. Thank you. If you personalize it a little bit more, it's uh it's going to be a good way to get on the radar, but then obviously the the other main way too is is going to be social media. Um, when you put stuff on Twitter and uh, or you put something on your Instagram or whatever outlet you may be using, uh, that's always a good way just just for guys to, to be seen. Because I know one of the main recruiting tools we use is I use Twitter, I use Instagram because when uh when we're recruiting a guy, obviously this is talking about the intangibles. Is that not only do we want a good player and uh, like I said, there's so many players that are alike and you have to find ways to separate yourself. But well, the first thing I do if I start liking some guys and I want to follow up with them is I, I follow them on Twitter or I watch their Twitter or I follow them on on Instagram and just to make sure that they're a good person. And then when you're when you're putting stuff out there on your Twitter over and over again about you getting hits or your velocity or uh, the improvements that you've been making, it gives me a good good perspective of who you are and your improvements and uh it just gives me a good way to follow you uh and then usually that way i'll I'll reach out to that person or they can reach out to me through through social media so uh, like you said it's hard to get out there and see every single person with every single event and so many tournaments going on in the summer but if you use social media and you're you're real genuine about wanting to come to our school or interest the best ways to get on our radar to do things like that and then obviously, of course, uh, come to our camp. Um, We do our camp early on in August, so that way we kind of know throughout the fall what kind of guys that we like, and uh, there's nothing better than, especially at a smaller school, if you you come out of your way and you come visit the school and get to see what we have to offer and get to play right in front of us, that's going to be the best tool, better than Twitter, better than email, better than a video, Uh, is coming to the school, us getting to meet you and see you in person. Oh,
2: that's, that's fantastic. You hit a bunch of points that we've talked about over the last couple of Twitter spaces with social media and how to email coaches correctly and what to include in those emails. So that's, that's awesome. Uh, Anything, Final 30 seconds here. Anything that you want to add? Anything that I didn't ask that you might want to talk about for a quick second here?
1: Hey, Jesse, before and, and Coach Bender, before you take that last 30 seconds, this is this is Brian. Uh, I wanted to, to ask one more additional question. You had mentioned P5s, you mentioned mid-major, division one, so on and so forth. Can you talk about a little bit more about the timeline that's involved as you are uh, as as a division two institution? Like What's the timeline that that you guys are dealing with and working with as it pertains to recruiting, like the the rising seniors, the rising juniors, just maybe maybe 30, 45 seconds, um, just giving a little bit of insight there? Um, I would
4: say we operate at a little different level than than a lot of the power fives, the mid-majors do. I mean, I've seen guys that are signed that haven't even played a game in high school yet or some freshmen, sophomores. Uh, we kind of almost go more on a year-to-year basis. So if, if you're not getting recruited yet and you're, you're a rising senior now, that doesn't mean that you're not going to get recruited. Uh, a, lot of, a lot of Division twos, a lot of NAIs, a lot of Division IIIs, uh, we, we kind of wait a little bit more. And like I said, the, our main big high school event was just now the WWBA. Um, so our, our timeline is a little bit later than everybody else's. Um, and we kind of wait and wait and see what what's still out there and make sure that we do our due diligence throughout the summer. But we are not going two to three years down the road. We do our class year by year. Uh, and, and that's kind of how we operate there.
1: Awesome. Thank thank you for sharing that. I think that's that's a really important thing for for all of our listeners to understand. No doubt. Um, Coach Katz. Yeah. Let, let's go back and, and uh, be able to do like a 30 second wrap up here.
2: Yeah. Anything we really appreciate you coming on tonight. Coach Bender, um, anything, any final thoughts that you might have that we haven't uh, addressed that you want to talk to us about real quick?
4: Uh, I think we pretty much covered it all, but I mean, I, I appreciate you guys having, uh, having me on here. Uh, it's a big opportunity and it, it's good to good to get on here and give us, uh, our school a little bit more notoriety. Uh, but I'd say to, to all the guys out there, high school, junior college transfer, it, it doesn't matter. Just make sure that when you, uh, when you're going to a tournament or you represent your team or you represent your high school, that you're not only just representing them, but you're representing yourself and representing your family as well. So make sure that you, when you go to the tournament or you play in your high school game, that uh, you take that into account every every AB, every pitch, every inning. Uh, make sure you're representing yourself the correct way, and that's that's going to be a huge way to start getting on school's radar. So, And if any of you guys are, are interested in, in, in coming to Georgia Southwestern, uh, then it's obviously great for you to do some background research. And like I said, like I talked about before, give us an email, follow me on Twitter, shoot me a DM, uh, come to our camps, uh, and just stay in to- contact with me and start
1: building a relationship.
2: Awesome. Thanks, thanks, Coach, again. Uh, we really appreciate it. BP, I'll turn it back over to you.
1: Yeah, Coach Bender, thanks a lot. I, I really, really appreciate it. And I think all of our listeners appreciate the insight as well. Um, and uh, wish you all the best as you're you're out in the – The hot and and the heat and the humidity. We've I think most of us have been to might even still be in uh georgia the wwba right now so uh we appreciate those long days that that you put in and i know it's a whole lot of water that uh that that coaches drink at this time of year so um certainly appreciate you coming on tonight and um uh really appreciate the insight um okay awesome before we move on to our our next um speaker our next panelist here this evening which um believe coach kelly is is going to spearhead um that talk um, just wanted to remind everybody you're on uh, the Sports Force Baseball uh, College Coaches Roadshow. Uh, we, are, we have a panel of college coaches uh, that are going to speak with you as the audience this evening. Uh, we're going to give them about 10, maybe 15 minutes to just answer some questions um, that pertain to recruiting, what they're doing, where they're doing it, so on and so forth. Um, as we go through this, uh, keep in mind at Sports Force Baseball, we are here to help. And um, if you are a student-athlete or a prospective student-athlete, I should say, or the family of a prospective student-athlete, and you're looking for potentially some assistance in navigating the recruiting process, one of the things that you could do uh, once you might do some research on us as, as a company, um, you can, number one, follow the Sports Force Baseball uh, Twitter page. Obviously, uh, Coach Katz is on Coach Kelly is on. I'm Brian Pugh. I'm on the Sports Force handle tonight, but you can follow me on on my personal Twitter page, which is at CoachPugh, P-U-G-H, 17. And we have links where you can fill out an online form and start the process. We're very selective about who we work with, and it's a select number of families each year that we work with. Um, So uh, if that's something that you're interested in, um, feel free to click that uh, online evaluation form. It's free. Um, and it'll be directed to one of our advisors. So, uh, with that being said, let's move on and let's keep going with our uh, roadshow here. And I am going to turn this over to Matt Kelly and let him get rocking and rolling with our next panelist. Go ahead, Coach Kelly.
3: Thank you, Brian, and, and thank you, Coach Bender. That was uh, really awesome information. Um, and like Coach Cat said, it's a lot of stuff that we've touched on and. In some of our previous spaces so it's it's good to kind of hear it coming from a, a current college coach um with that said i'm going to move on to our next panelist here uh we have brett hubner from limestone university in south carolina and brett i will give you a chance to just kind of introduce yourself and a little bit about what you do down at limestone
5: yeah thank you very
3: thanks for having me um like I, like you said it's, my name is
5: brett hubner i grew up originally in minnesota I actually went to the rival high school that Coach Kelly was coaching at one he before he came down here. Played four years at Furman University before they cut their graduated there in twenty nineteen. I was a director of baseball operations in twenty twenty when they cut our program. And I was luckily luckily enough to be hired by Coach Harker towards the end of January to be one of the assistants at limestone and with mainly focusing on our offensive side and with our catchers.
3: Awesome. So yeah, a, a pretty similar path to myself, starting up in the frozen tundra up in Minnesota and up down in the Carolinas. Um, so you talked about being hired um, on at Limestone just a few years ago here. And I'm curious, I know it's a newer staff. I know that the head coach is newer um, and I believe most of the staff is newer to the area. I'm curious how that has recruited, um, uh, has impacted recruiting, excuse me, if at all. Not really in our case. So coach Harker, he's, he was
5: born Born in Simpsonville, born and raised in Greenville, played at college of Charleston. Uh, was an All-American there, and a th- 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 I think a third-round draft pick to the Phillies out of College of Charleston. And he was also he was actually my coach at Furman as well. So he's he was born and bred here in in Greenville, South Carolina. So really, with his just with his background in the area, everyone knows him. So it's not hasn't really changed anything for or I guess it hasn't really made any too big of a difference recruiting wise.
3: Yeah, that, that certainly helps. I mean, having that local connection, I know um, I've worked with, with coach Kimmel a little bit. I did a few showcases with him last summer and um, he's, he's awesome to work with. So I know you guys got a good group going down there, but uh, good to hear that, uh, you know, the being a newer staff hasn't really impacted it at at least in a negative sense. So I'm curious with that said, where are you guys out on the road right now? Where's your staff at?
5: Uh, coach Kimmel, I believe, is he has his camps that he's running as well. And I believe um, I, me and Harker are actually not. We were supposed to have a tournament this weekend that I was supposed to at hosting, and with one of uh, Aaron Lee's second pitching coach is getting married, so he has to do. He's doing a couple. He's doing getting married in the fall, so he has to do some wedding planning this weekend. So I was supposed to be hosting that, but then it ended up being canceled. So we're not we're not anywhere right now besides Coach Kimmel.
3: Okay, and, and how about upcoming here? I mean, it's, we're starting to wind down the, the summer baseball season already, which is, is crazy. We're already, you know, getting towards the later half of July here. But do you know, I mean, are there any big events in the region that your, your staff is planning to hit up?
5: Not with just with WW, with WWE ending up here soon, and then Black Bear was a couple of weeks ago. That was a big one for us because that's right in our area. But then the only the next biggest thing that we that we have our eyes on is our prospect camp on August 20th.
3: OK, yeah, I know those those on campus events can be can be really huge, uh, you know, especially for for schools at your level. Um, you know, I'm just kind of curious and a similar question that we asked Coach Bender. But when you are um, when you're hosting student athletes um, on campus or even when you're out at a tournament, what can somebody do to get noticed? What, what do they have to do to stand out from the crowd? Uh, it really, so in our incoming class, I think it, we, were, we were going
5: over it a couple, like last week, I believe mean, we take a we take a lot of stock in our, in our own prospect camps. I know some people will say that, some people will say that uh, you don't need to go to these college camps, but I believe it was like six, about 60 to 75% of our incoming high schoolers were actually at our, one of our previous camps. So we take big stock, we take a lot of stock in that, but really it's just, they have to show some sort of tool. Either whether well, it's a pitcher throughout seeing his arm, or a hitter, a hitter just being just finding his barrel consistent, or even just flying down the base pass. So they just really had to uh, show out, show a tool that we that we're interested in.
3: Yeah, and that kind of goes off of um, you know a point that we we talked about in our last space, which is just being athletic, right? Just yeah. just have have something, be an athlete. You know, no matter what that is, we need to to see something that uh, can help us win baseball games. So that, that totally makes sense. Um, So, you know, at, at the division two level at limestone um, you know, a lot of when people think college baseball, obviously their mind goes to division one, their, their mind goes to power five at the division two level. um, You don't have quite the resources that, that obviously, you know, these gigantic schools in our area would be, you know, like the South Carolinas Mm -hmm. uh, or the UNC's would have, how does that? How do you kind of have to play the game to recruit the guys that you want when you can't, you know, go on these big, uh, expensive trips and, and see everybody that you want, especially with a limited staff? So we're we're actually very lucky
5: at Limestone. So there's, there's such a rich history, athletic, and in the athletic department as a whole, that they invest about. I think it's about eighty percent of our student athletes on camp, or eighty percent of the students are student athletes, so they invest a lot in in
1: athletics and the student. Sorry about that, folks. I think that I accidentally, um, (laughs) Muted everyone, and then I just unmuted everyone. So let's see if we can get that back um, with Coach Huebner and Coach Kelly. Are we back? Are we good to go? You got here. My my apologies. I was moving, and I just accidentally hit a button. My fault. So
5: like I was was saying, 80% 80 of our students are student-athletes, so that school in general invests a lot in in the athletic department and the student-athlete experience in general. So we are also very lucky that we're one of four – Division twos in the entire country with a tra- with a tr- uh, TrackMan unit installed in our stadium, so that helps us a lot. And then uh, I on top in in our area alone,
3: especially
5: <clears throat> especially our conference in the in the Southern Athletic Conference. We have a very it's a very deep league. It, it, I would I would put it up against any any a lot of the mid major mid major programs in the in D one. So it's it's not really it's just the tent. This the the I guess our recruits. It's not a D one or bus. There's a lot of good baseball in D two. We're we're facing every weekend. We're facing 90, 90, 90, 93 plus with a couple different with several different pitches and draft and draft prospects in the field. So we just we're just trying. We just got just get, really just got to get by.
3: No, I think that's a really good point. I mean, to to kind of highlight the the level of baseball that, you know, is at all levels. I mean, there's obviously some of these, these junior colleges, even D three schools that are, that are better than a lot of, you know, these, some of these lower tier D one mid majors. Um, and it's, it's, it's more or less a stigma of the D one or bus mentality is very real. Uh, but it's, it's very true. I mean, I've I've seen some of the division two baseball down here. And like you said, uh, you know, you put it right up against some, some of these men, these mid major schools, um, especially in our region here. So, um, I, mean, I got one more for you before I let you go. And we kind of talked about, um, you know, what somebody can do to get on your radar in a good way. What What can they do to, um, you know, be seen and, and get noticed by you? But I'm kind of curious on the other side of it. You know, what are some what are some pet peeves of yours or some some things that really bother you or your staff when you're trying to recruit somebody?
5: <sighs> we have a lot of them. It's, it's really <laughs> just
3: not not. As as all as all coaches
5: really kinda of do, but it's really just not hustling out of the box. If you if I see if we one of us, especially me, if I see you walking off the field, walking to your position, that's more than likely you're gonna be crossed off the list. It's just showing if they're if they, if they don't have the want more or less to they're not showing that they're having fun or that they even want to even be at the be at the field at that moment. If that makes sense.
3: Yeah, I mean, that's that's not surprising. Um, but like I said, a lot of this stuff is is good to hear from high level college coaches because there's there's so many things that kind of get taken for granted. And then the long grind of a, a travel ball season, you know, that that one fly ball that you decided not to run out could uh, could cost you an opportunity somewhere that you don't even know about. So, no, that's that's a, that's a great point. Um, I'll kind of Brian, did you have any follow ups you wanted to ask?
1: Yeah, so actually, I got I got two really quick uh, comments points that I wanted to make. Um, I think that that your insight here and and what we've heard from you, Coach Hebner, is is fantastic. Like, um, I, I really appreciate you coming on tonight. So, my two quick points: number one, um, I one hundred percent, and there's very few people that can say this. I one hundred percent, Coach Hebner, what you Coach Harker, the Furman program went through when the program was cut because I experienced the same thing uh, after the 2014 season. I was at Temple University, and the same thing happened. So um, I, I appreciate and and you know there, there's I, I sympathized at the time and and now still with yourself as a volunteer but your players and everything that they went through i think it was it's an awful thing it should never happen but it's reality and um i'm really glad that you know so many of your players and coach harker and yourself you know found a landing spot I, i just i wanted to add that um number two um when you do connect with uh coach kimmel i want you to go give him a big hug for me coach kimmel was a freshman at wesley college Back oh, in picture. 2008, and I was the pitching coach there. Uh, my one and only year, and I love Jeff Kimmel. He is awesome. Um, so make sure you give him a big hug for oh, he's me. A
5: character in his own
3: right.
1: Oh, he's great. He's beautiful. I did have one question that I wanted to get your input on, and that is how has the transfer portal impacted – limestone and and you can talk the division two level in general but how has that impacted recruiting for you guys um and maybe talk a little bit because i asked this question because you mentioned your face and arms that are 90 to 93 94 with a wipeout slider maybe not how has it impacted limestone specifically but how has it impacted college baseball with in my opinion creating a lot more parity from level to level to level
5: yeah, for sure. Um, appreciate. Thanks for having me. And it's yeah, with going with everything with Furman, it was tough, and especially these past month, basically when they finally they're now renting out the field. So it's got a lot of us alums and former baseball players kind of in their in the, in their emotions, basically. But in regards to the portal, we haven't really been that. We haven't really been too active on the portal because so we, this is this will be our first full our first ball class coming in is this right. twenty two class of the staff. Right. So that in there, we've, we've gotten a handful of guys from the portal. It's, it's something that we're getting more, we, we are probably going to be taking more of a peek at the break for that. That's something that we're going to, we're going to be more interested in at the break uh, going into the season, but it's just shows with how the portal is working in D2 baseball. It just shows how much that it, that you get you don't have to you don't have to go straight to division one you can go you can go to the d you can be really good and go to a uh, division two school not having to worry and not having to worry about going to the, not playing or you can play right away instead of going into the instead of going to a, a mid-major a power five as the fifth as your as a 16th uh commit in that in that incoming class and like you just just look at the past two national championships national champions at our level are wingate who's in our conference and north greenville who's right down the road from us Their north greenville is well is gets a lot of guys from the portal it's just how they some some d2 schools are all try to get all their port all the portal kids and then and get a handful of high school kids it's just really just shows the the depth of the talent i guess you could say
1: awesome Awesome. I appreciate that insight. Yeah. It's, um, it's, it's kind of a to each their own thing. And yeah, yeah, absolutely. So um, with that, I'll say thank you for, for joining us. And like I said, throw a hug at coach Kimmel. Um, But you know, coach Kelly, if you want to wrap this up, then we'll, then we'll be ready to uh, to move on to our next panelist, but thank you very much for coming on. I appreciate you for having me.
3: Yeah. Thank you, Brett. Um, Some, some awesome insight there. And I, I hope, Help shed a little bit of light on the recruiting process for division two. Um, you know, we, we talk a lot about the division one. That's obviously the dream. That's the goal for a lot of guys, but hopefully this kind of shed some light on, on the fact that division two is, is still incredibly competitive um, on the field and recruiting wise. And there's some, some really, really good baseball to be played. So uh, coach Heepner, thanks for coming on, man. Appreciate sure you having me.
1: Go Raiders there, coach Kelly. Ah, <laughs> all right. All right. <laughs> All right, I'm going to jump right over to Coach Cats so that um, so that we can keep our our panelists kind of on track. Uh, I know we kind of promised them a window of time, and because uh, they've all got families, they're all you know driving, doing all that stuff. So, Coach Cats, let's, let's jump to our next panelist. Take it away.
2: Yeah, awesome. I'm really excited about this next one. Um, I spent the last couple of years coaching against him and spent a lot of long days uh, at the field recruiting with him. Um, but I'll let him introduce himself. Coach Rats from Upper Iowa, go ahead. Can you hear me? Yep, we got you.
6: Awesome! Uh, thanks, Coach Katz and everyone, at Sports Force for having me on. Um, like Coach Katz said, uh, my name's Jake Ratz. Uh, I'm, at, I'm at Upper Iowa University. I just finished my second full year. We are in NCAA Division II, located in Fayette, Iowa. We are in the Northern Sun Conference. Um, some of the previous spots that I've been in before Upper Iowa. Um, I was a volunteer at Butler University in, in Indianapolis. Um, I was an assistant at Iowa Western Community College. Um, I was a hitting coach in the Northwoods League with the Lakeshore Chinooks for a couple summers and with the Lafayette Aviators and the Prospect League.
2: Awesome, awesome. So fill us in real quick on what, uh, what the Upper Iowa coaching staff has been up to so far recruiting. I know you guys spend a lot of time out at the field, so kind of give us a little insight of where you've been and what you've got coming up.
6: Yep, so with us being in the state of Iowa, we're actually in a very unique situation. The fact that Iowa is one of two states in the entire country that has their high school baseball season during the summer, Um, so there's high school games going on in Iowa um, for the last month and a half, pretty much every single day um, from 5 to 9 o'clock at night, so we've been hitting up, doing our due diligence, going to high school games throughout the entire state. Um, as far as regional recruiting, we've been up in Minnesota a little bit at Wisconsin. PBR does a really good job in our region putting on showcases and tournaments. So we were up in the Twin Cities, uh, Minneapolis area for three days. There's a PBR top prospect showcase up there. Um, there was a PBR top prospect showcase in the Milwaukee area last week. Um, and then there was a PBR, Wisconsin, Boston badger state battle um, which is a four-day event that we went to a couple weeks ago Um, and then just in our backyard here last weekend there was a wwba event put on by perfect game down in marion iowa which is about an hour away from our campus Um, as far as the rest of the summer goes the iowa state tournament starts tomorrow Um, so we'll be attending that the next couple days Going into the weekend, uh, PBR is putting on another event in the Milwaukee area. It's called PBR at the Rock. We will be there from uh, Thursday through Sunday, um, watching games from 8 a.m. to 10 p.m. at night. And then the following weekend, um, down in Marion, there will be another WWBA event put on by Perfect Game, which will be another four day event that we'll be attending. And
2: that's awesome. And what most people probably don't know about Upper Iowa is you are in a very desirable area to recruit with all those places so close by. Um, but you did mention, and this will lead me into the next uh, question, you did mention you know, you're know, you going to be out at the field from 8 a.m. to you know 10 p.m. Talk to us a little bit about how your day goes when you're out at one of those bigger events. I know I've been with you throughout a lot of those days, and I've seen what, what the Upper Iowa coaching staff does on on, a, on the recruiting trail. But talk to us a little bit about what your your day looks like.
6: Yep, so as far as day-to-day stuff goes, um, like Coach Kat said, we're pretty fortunate to be um, in a situation where we are about three to five hours away from a lot of big metro areas. So, um, for, for example, this weekend will be um, the start of uh, a tournament in Milwaukee. So, um, myself and our head coach, Coach Ishii, will get in the car probably at three or four in the morning, um, head to Milwaukee, uh, get to the field by 745, watch warm-ups for the first game, um, and then just uh, pretty much uh, schedule out what the, the next 12 hours are going to be, just uh, depending on um, who's all going to be there uh, and where we're at in our class with everything, what our needs are going to be. Um, But it's a lot of just watching ball games for for 12 hours straight. And there's um, depending on what the setup is, there can be as many as eight games going on at the same time. So um, going into the weekend and going into the tournaments that we're watching, we really need to do our job um, as far as scheduling out what we need to see um, and who's going to be on certain fields. Um, So we're maximizing our time at the field every single day. Awesome. Awesome. And, and you brought up when you
2: introduced yourself, the, the Northern Sun Conference. Um, obviously, I'm very familiar with it, but a lot of the, the listeners aren't. Talk to us about its uniqueness and how that plays effect on, on your recruiting needs.
6: Yep. So, I mean, the Northern Sun's an extremely competitive conference. I mean, top to bottom, um, it's only getting better every single year. Um, we're actually in a really unique spot as far as our location. We're actually the southernmost team in the conference. So when we're recruiting a kid from Minnesota, maybe, or Wisconsin, um, just being able to tell a kid that uh, we're probably going to be playing more home games than pretty much everyone in the league because the conference is teams from northern Minnesota and um, South Dakota, North Dakota, where it's going to be um snowing through the middle of april um, pretty much every single spring that becomes a little bit more appealing um to a high school student athlete um just being able to stay in their own bed every single um, weekend versus traveling around in a bus um for pretty much the the entirety of their spring season um and in our conference it's it's no joke i mean um, we had the, the national, the D2 national champion, um, from 2018 was in our con or is in our conference. And I think they finished fourth or fifth, um, in the conference that season. So I, that just goes to show, um, how, how, uh, competitive from top to bottom our conference is. Yeah. And I've been, obviously
2: I've been in the Northern part of that conference. So those bus rides are no joke. Our entire spring was, was on the road for the most part this year, but, um, you know, for us in, Kind of just talking about your recruiting schedule a little bit, but you know you're you're out at the fields all day. How uh, I mean, how difficult is it for you to see all of the guys that you're interested in, and then maybe for those guys that that you are interested in, well, how did they get on your radar to make sure that you went and saw them?
6: Yeah, I think the biggest thing is is just early communication with guys that want to be seen, um, and just understanding that at the beginning of the summer, especially for us. Um, we're probably going to be running around with our heads cut off half of the time, just seeing um, where the talent is for the most part, (laughs) just um, seeing what a bunch of teams look like. Um, And then farther that we get into the summer, we're able to um, really hunker down on some of the target guys or some of the target teams um, that we want to watch going through the summer. I think that's uh, all a part of our process. Um, Like you said early on, I mean, we do, definitely work at it we're we're hitting the road every single week um so it just makes our jobs a lot easier towards we get uh when we get towards the end of the summer um just because we are able to be a little bit more laser focused on what we're trying to see when we do go out to the field versus early on in the summer
2: awesome awesome last question for me here before i turn it back over to bp but um, i've been on i've been a part of some of your uh, your recruiting conversations with yourself and coach Ishii. um so i know you have a few a few of them and he has a few of them but what are some of the the do's and don'ts that, that the upper iowa coaching staff looks for or doesn't look for
6: yeah i think the biggest thing that we're looking for is just um look we're just looking for ball players guys that play the game the right way i think uh the more and more that we go out uh, every single year, those guys are few and far in between. I think that guys are getting uh, more physical every single year just because they have more resources to, to weight rooms and different hitting facilities or throwing facilities. And without a doubt, everyone's getting more talented. But um, guys playing the game the right way uh, definitely helps you get seen in the entire process. Um, just because the amount of times that kids don't go first to third on a single to, to right field or um, looking to score on a single um, second to home on a single to center field. Um, guys are just trying to get by um, versus really just trying to play the game the right way. And I think that's uh, where we start with a lot of things is just uh, – getting guys in that, that play the game the
1: right way and want to play the game
6: the right way. Awesome. Awesome. BP, you got
2: anything for him?
1: Yeah. To kind of build off of that point, coach rats. And, and, you know, like I've said to everybody else, I, I really appreciate you joining us tonight. And, um, uh, you know, I, I think that hopefully you'll, you'll be open to coming back on with us in, in future conversations, maybe on a specific topic or something like that. But, um, you you mentioned playing the game the right way, and and we're you know going back to the intangible um, conversation. How much how much importance do you coaches place on actually watching? Because this isn't intangible in my world. But how much importance do you place on seeing young men playing the game and having fun playing the game? Like, is, is having fun and, and just playing with a smile on your face? Is that something that is important to, to you guys at Upper Iowa? I think, honestly, that's one of the biggest things. Like, um, playing college
6: baseball is, is a grind. And I think the easiest way that you can get through the grind is by having fun going through it. And if you're not having fun, going out and playing the game that you supposedly love when you get to the college level, it's going to get uh, pretty tough. It's not going to get any easier. That's for sure. So um, guys that enjoy being out the field uh, without a doubt, I couldn't agree more. That's definitely something that we look for because the guys that have fun playing the game are going to be the ones that are, that are working extra beyond the practice hours that we're able to have. And they're going to be the ones um developing just because they're making the most out of every time that they step
1: on the field awesome thank you very much for for sharing that uh i certainly agree in your sentiment there um because i I just even from a coaching standpoint uh, i I think that was that's always one thing and that's always been one thing that i've tried to do when i've gone out to the field is I've gone out with the mindset that, hey, I'm going to have fun today uh, because, you know what, I get to put the uniform on and there's a lot of people that don't get to do that. So um, no, I really appreciate that insight and uh, and really appreciate you taking the, the time this evening to join us. Um, and uh, I'm sure that we'll have you back on uh, here before long if, if you would like to like to come back on. Um, so thank you very much. Yep. Thanks for having me on. Pleasure. Um, Okay, before we get into our last um, panelist for the evening, I'm not going to sit here and say we've saved the best for last because I don't know. (laughs) Um, But, no, I wanted to uh, just one more time remind everybody you're on our Sports Force Baseball um, Twitter space. We're we're the the recruiting trail uh, on the road with college coaches here, talking with coaches that are out doing it every single day. They're battling the heat. They're battling schedule changes. Um, being away from their families and, and really trying to get their insight as to what they are looking for and, and where they're looking for it and, and how they're looking for it. So I uh, really appreciate all of our listeners tonight um, taking the opportunity to join us. Uh, our first roadshow that we did, we had two Division one coaches on. and you know this evening we've got, we've had uh, a couple of divisions, some division three coach, or excuse me, Division two coaches on. Um, and we're gonna round it out uh, here in just a second. Um, with junior college coach Um, and I think it's important that everybody understands that it doesn't matter what level these coaches are at and these programs are at they are all out recruiting they're trying to find young men and their family that are the right fit for their program and that is what we are here at Sports Force Baseball to do Um, for the select families that we partner with every single year we are motivated by trying to guide them through the recruiting process, through education and and helping them find the right fit, whether that be well a combination of academic, athletic, it could be social, could be geographic, could be financial, like all those things come into play. Um, so ultimately it's about finding the right fit. If you're interested, if you are interested in finding out whether or not, you would be. You are a family that we would potentially be interested in partnering with, and would take on a partnership with. You can certainly click uh, the link on the Sports Force Twitter page that will take you to an online evaluation form. Coach Kelly has one up on his Twitter page as well. Um, I have one up on my personal Twitter page. I'm working through the Sports Force site tonight. Uh, Twitter uh, Twitter handle tonight. Uh, my personal Twitter page is at Coach P U G H. Seventeen, the number seventeen. Um, you can click right on that. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. You can click right on that link, and it'll take you to an online evaluation form, and and be able to give us some baseline information. Those evaluations are free; they don't cost anything. Um, and before we get off, we'll talk about uh, a couple other things that that we do. But um, I wanted to be able to get to. Our final panelist for the evening, um, so that we can get him back to his family and um, you know traveling whatever he might have going on. So I'm going to turn this back over to Coach Katz and uh, Coach Katz, take it away and and let's uh, let's meet our last panelist this evening.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Our last uh, our last panelist here. I've known him for quite some time. He uh, he is the head baseball coach at Blackhawk College Junior College in, in Illinois. I'll let him kind of do the rest of the intro, but he's been a part of a, a really huge turnaround there and has had a lot of success. Um, so far in his two years there, but, but coach Kime, go ahead and introduce yourself.
7: Yeah, Jesse, thanks for having me tonight and sports Force. Appreciate you guys doing this, um, for all the prospective student athletes and kids out there and their families, you know, on this right now, I see a couple of my friends that are coaches. I see a player, current player of mine, his dad's on here, my own family. So I appreciate you guys doing this. I think it's great. Um, I've been at Blackhawk for two years. Uh, this is my alma mater. I'm from the area. So take a lot of pride in this place. But um, prior to coming here, I spent five years at the Division II level. So I've kind of been all over the country, Quincy, Illinois, St. Leo, um, and Tampa, Florida. Um, two years at Blackhawk, we're 79-33 and 33 in those two years. Uh, we're one win away from going to a World Series. Um, and I think a lot of things are in our, going in our favor right now, um, which I think we'll talk about a little later in this Um but like I said, this is home for me. And so, you know, being an alum, um, it means a lot to me to run this program now and and go out and find the right kids for this program.
2: Absolutely, absolutely. So kind of fill us in a little bit. Where uh, where have you been on the road so far this summer and what you got coming up?
7: So I've kind of been everywhere. Um, I've done a lot of local games. You know, Legion baseball is still being played in some parts of the country. So I've been out to some of those games amen love legion baseball amen right yes uh so i've been out to some of those games locally um as mentioned earlier high school baseball in iowa is played in the summer and so uh, we have a team going to state from our area so we've been out to watch them play um and that that's the mac conference which is one of the stronger conferences in the state of iowa Um, we've been to Indianapolis, Chicago, Marion, Iowa at the perfect game, uh, battle for the North a couple weeks ago. We'll be back there in a couple weeks, potentially Cincinnati. Um, and then just all kind of throughout the state of Illinois. So, um, we've kind of been everywhere, um, so far this summer, and we still have some more events that'll lead into the fall. Um, but we're in a really good location. Um, you know, this week, Iowa state, high school games right in Iowa city. It's only 45 minutes from us. So, um, there's plenty of opportunities to see players, um, just with us in our location.
2: Awesome. Awesome. And and you kind of brought it up earlier. You've got some things going out in the right direction. Um, for those listeners on here who might maybe haven't taken a look yet, I would I would take a look at, at Blackhawk College Baseball's Twitter page, Coach Kime's Twitter page. Um, they're doing a really cool thing here. I, I think it, it's an $11 million facility upgrade, if I'm not correct, for a baseball and softball complex. But talk to us a little bit about that and how that's going to impact your recruiting moving forward.
7: I didn't realize how much kids cared about facilities until our tweet went viral. And I think I gained 150 followers overnight. Um, I thought our field was great as it was um, just because we had done so much work to it and our current players take so much pride in it. And it was the place that I played at. Um, And now we have an $11 million upgrade. That's going to be a 300 seat stadium. It's going to have lighted cages, bullpens. uh, It's going to be a full turf surface. Uh, with stadium seating and so for us it's a game changer and with the way that recruiting has gone um, just with the facilities and you know things like that and the amenities that these players want um, and what it takes to run a successful program we're going to be able to do so much more with a facility like this Um, from a player development standpoint you know we're going to be able to play more games um, and it's it's just going to be huge from a development end um, where these kids are going to be able to practice more because of the turf and the kids that we'll have in our program, you know, a year from now, even now, this current team, they're not going to know the the blood and sweat that the former players put into to get the old field right and so forth. So it's, it's kind of bittersweet at the end of the day, but it's definitely um, huge for our program, the direction that we want to go. And that's, you know, to be at the World Series type level every single year.
2: Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, uh, it's going to be one of the premier state-of-the-art junior college facilities, if not, you know, facilities in the Midwest for all of college baseball. Um, I guess kind of the biggest thing, you know, moving forward, um, you know, you're, you're the first junior college coach we've had on this, on this conversation, kind of talk to us a little bit about the timeline differences for recruiting a junior college athlete. Um, And then I guess also the, you know, a little bit on the timeline between junior college to four year um, that transition. So I guess talk to us a little bit about both of those.
7: Right. So I think it's changed um, just with the landscape of recruiting as a whole. Um, I find myself starting earlier and earlier. And I know this is this will be my third year at Blackhawk. But, um, you know, t- from a 2023 class, I had my first kid on campus back in December and the year before it was January. So even though it was only a month, um, we're definitely starting sooner um, than expected just because of the current landscape. So, um, you know, we don't, we're not diving into the 24 class yet. You know, I know names, I know players that we're going to need to watch at a certain point, but um, we try to do it as traditional as possible where we're recruiting the rising seniors um, that year before um, with the expectation that most of that class will be done by uh, the signing period in November um, and then we'll fill in, you know, what we need from there. And then with with us and the transfer portal, with that thing going crazy um, every single year now, and it just seems to continue to climb, um, we do dive into that. You know, I went and watched summer games, this, collegiate summer league games this summer for kids and, and so forth, which, you know, a year ago we weren't doing. So I expect that to be even more. Um, but we, we do... Um, look at the the transfer players in the summer um situations obviously it it all depends you know one thing I really believe in are your players or your best recruiters and so um our current players our former players guys that I've coached you know throughout um they they help us a lot with identifying players because they've been on the field with them um they know how they play so usually our kids will give us ideas of what we like and and what we need and so forth just from the expectations they get from us as a coaching staff. So they know what we'll like, and then we'll kind of follow along with that. Um, from a junior college to a four year standpoint, um, again, I think that's starting earlier. And so this fall we'll play in three different kinds of showcases throughout the Midwest. We'll go down to grand park for the Puma classic. We'll be out in Marion, Iowa for the ICCAC showcase, and then we'll be in Springfield. And so that'll give our, our kids a chance to be seen, um, before with the expectation that hopefully they can be committed by the spring season um and so we didn't have a lot of that last year but i expect that to change this year um just because they're going to be able to be seen more um and you know like mentioned earlier there's going to be eyes on them um and then they can go visit because they're going to have more time whereas it's hard to do that when you're trying to play a 56 game schedule visit sign an nli all in the same time in a spring it can be it can be a little bit overwhelming it, it could also take away that focus of playing winning competing um, and their mind can wander in different directions which we know as college kids that it's easy for them to do that so we try to eliminate that as much as possible but that's definitely one thing that we're looking to improve on moving on our players sooner than later
2: yeah awesome awesome kind of a a follow-up to that point Um, I guess the biggest thing you've obviously been at the junior college and division two level is there anything that you're recruiting differently when you're looking at a junior college recruiting class versus an NCAA Division II or a four-year recruiting class?
7: At this level, we have less time. So less, you know, we only have two years with them. And so in order to compete at that World Series, that national stage, uh, we're looking for the guys who, who, yes, they have projectability. Yes, they have a tool because that's what's going to get them recruited to the four-year level. Um, but we're also looking for guys that we think can make an impact right away um, just because the opportunities to get on the field are sooner for us. And so, you know, I don't necessarily recruit the best players. I look for the right players. They have to check our boxes, um, whether it be a certain tool that we're looking for, whether it be, you know, a need. We always try and bring in the a player better than the guy who played that position before, which sometimes it doesn't work out that way, but that's the goal, obviously. Um, But, but in reality, like I mentioned earlier, and this is one thing that I believe in, and this is one thing that I think has changed from my time at at the division two level to now is my, my players are my best recruiters. And meaning that they've played with those kids or against them. um, It it forms a bond when they come on campus because they'll meet them. They'll be a part of the visit, um, which already kind of creates what we call the brave way. You know, we don't say doing things right. We call it the brave way. Um, And so that kind of helps us um, identify those kids that we're looking to bring in with only two years to develop, to win right away, get them where they want to go. You know, they have to check the, the boxes academically, obviously. Um, so we have less time to answer your question, Jesse, we have less time to develop. So we're looking for a little more polished guys who fit our needs, who we think we can move on to the four-year level.
2: And I think that's, I think that's golden to hear for a lot of our, our listeners here, because I think the stigma, the stereotype is that, you know, you go to junior college, so you can get playing time right away and you can develop and, and that, you know, it doesn't necessarily have to be, um, you know, what, whatever. I think the biggest thing that you said right there is that, you know, you're still trying to win games. And that's really important for them to hear because I think they think that they're just going to go there right away and play, and, and that's not always the case. But um, I really appreciate BP. You got you got anything else for him?
1: No, I, th- I think that was all golden. And uh, like you said, uh, probably you know what, uh, Jesse, Matt, uh, I, Matt, you haven't haven't uh, you've been a little quiet here the last couple couple minutes because Jesse's been talking to a couple guys. But I, going back to our last Twitter space, I think there's probably at least like sixty five booms in here tonight what do you guys think actually we got we got coach uh, bishop on as well as a listener i asked him if he wanted to speak i haven't heard back but i think we probably got at least 65 booms what do you guys think
2: yeah I, I think there were more booms tonight than there were uh than there were last time
1: not a doubt yeah awesome and you know what everybody as i mentioned before we're here to educate and i think that our goal with these uh, college coach roadshows were to provide as much exposure to as many different levels uh, of college baseball as possible for everyone to hear and learn about. Um, Because there's a lot of really good college baseball that's out there being played. Um, So with that, I'll I'll lead and I will say uh, thank you very much to coaches Huebner, coach Keim, coach Katz, um, who else am I missing? I'm missing coach, uh, coach Bender. Yeah. Coach Bender, uh, who's still on here listening. Thank you to all, of all four of you for joining us tonight and taking this opportunity. Um, the, what you have shared with our listeners and our audiences is really, really great stuff. Um, so I, I'm, I'm greatly, greatly appreciative of you taking the time out, uh, this evening of, of your lives and, and out of your schedule to join us. Um, one thing that, that, um, and it's okay. One thing that the four coaches, they, they kind of, you know, they alluded to how to get on the radar. Uh, one of the best things that you as a prospective student athlete, um, and, and something to think about for you as the family or parent guardian of a prospective student athlete, one thing that is really, really important, um, out of a list of maybe three, uh, number one is video is really, really important. Good, updated video is really, really important in this recruiting process because, as we heard, it's almost impossible for coaches at any level to get out and see all the players that are out there. So when you do reach out to the coaches, whether it be via email, DM, text, however you reach out to them, that is... Good quality, updated video that puts you in the best light is extremely important. Number two, we really didn't talk about the metrics at all tonight, but it's important that you have updated um, metrics and that you know the metrics that you want to put in front of these coaches because the metrics are an eye-opener for coaches. That, That will get some initial interest where a coach goes, ooh, Let me find out a little bit more about this player. Maybe that means they're going to watch your video versus not. Um, So metrics, video, extremely important. No doubt about it. Um, The third thing um, is we feel that having an unbiased third-party evaluation or opinion of your skill set and your athleticism is extremely important. And with that, we have started um, offering paid recruiting consultations where we look through, we as a
2: BP, we still got you.
1: Yep, you, you know what I think I had myself on mute that whole time there did I
2: we my had you up until paid, we had you up until paid consultation
1: oh I must I must have I must have uh, accidentally hit something there anyway yeah we're doing the paid consultations where you as the family you as a student athlete we can sit down in a 45 minute um, zoom meeting 45 minute to an hour zoom meeting we can go through what you're doing thus far uh, we can look to beef up and give you some suggestions on how to beef up your outreach and, and and the the effort that you're putting in, but also give you an honest evaluation from a skill set standpoint, from an athleticism standpoint. Um, we do offer that service at $199, um, with some free educational materials on the back end of it. Uh, it's probably about a $400 value, uh, but we do offer that. If that is something that you're interested in, you can DM myself at Coach Pew Seventeen. I'm happy to send you a link to my calendar um, with all the information about how to sign up for that and our other advisors, Coach Kelly, uh, so on and so forth. Um, they will be starting uh, to provide the same opportunity um, for families and for prospective student-athletes in the very near future. It's a very new program for us, um, and it just so happens that I'm the one that is, is kind of leading the charge on it. So, um, But those guys will be up and running with that in in no time. So um, if that's something that you're interested in, like I said, shoot me a DM. You can DM the Sports Force account as well, um, and, and I'll get that as well. So um, if that's something that you're interested in, please feel free. Um, that being said, we really appreciate everybody taking the time out of their schedule tonight to listen to us and, and listen to the coaches and join in the conversation. Um, once this is finished, we are recording. Uh, once this is available to listen, um, we will for anybody that retweets this space, once it becomes available to, to listen on the back um, you can retweet it and we will, um, grant you a, an invitation to uh, a free zoom masterclass upcoming masterclass. I think, uh, it might be coach Kelly is, is doing, uh, the next one. Um, but once that information becomes available, um, we would, um, provide you with information on, on how to register for that free zoom masterclass um, as, as we move forward. So again, anybody that retweets once the space is available, um, we will, will hit you up with uh, an invite to join a free zoom masterclass, um, which is limited space only um, for, for a retweet. So um, again, I want to thank our panelists this evening. You guys were awesome. And I uh, want to thank coach Katz, uh, coach Kelly, uh, for the two of you guys, anything that you'd like to say in closing 30, 45 seconds in, in closing.
2: Yeah, real quick. Just want to say thanks to our four panelists again. Um, they're not only great coaches, but they're great people. Um, I think that's the, that's the biggest key for me. There's, is, is those four guys are great human beings and, and really appreciate them coming on.
3: Couldn't agree more with that. Uh, thank you to you for taking time out of your, out of your day, out of your weekend here. Um, uh, like Coach Katz said, that those are four upstanding human beings. They're not being paid to do this. They're here to to help educate all of you um, and provide a resource. And that was that was just kind of the point I wanted to drive home um, to all of you, student athletes or parents, families of student athletes. Take advantage of the resources that are available to you. These master classes, these Twitter spaces. There's so much education out there. Don't try to do this just on your own intuition. Don't don't you know, just go for it in the recruiting process. Make sure you're getting good education and, and using the resources available and uh and joining us for these spaces and, and master classes for those of you who have done that is a is a great first step. So thank you to all of you who have listened. Uh BP,
1: back to you. With that, everybody, again, thank you. Um have a great rest of your Sunday night. Make sure that you're watching the Sports Force uh, Twitter account for upcoming spaces that that we're going to be hosting, um, as well as information for upcoming master classes. But remember, if you retweet uh, this space, um, we can send you an invite to um, our, our uh, limited um, space, uh, next limited space masterclass that will be coming up. So um, again, with that, thank you very much to everybody. Have a great night, and we'll talk to
0: you soon. Thanks for being part of the realities of college recruiting podcast and our partner five tool baseball. You can easily subscribe on iTunes and check us out online at sports force baseball for every past episode of our podcast. If you want to ask questions, share insights and recommend future guests, hit us up on Twitter and Instagram at sports force BB and Facebook under sports force baseball. Be sure to join us on our next episode of the Realities of College Recruiting Podcast. And remember, your college decision isn't a four-year one, it's a 40-year one.